Welcome in to a new podcast from Materials Performance Magazine. My name is Ben Dubose, and I'm the news editor for the AMP Publications team. Today, we're talking with Davies Hood, president of Enduron Protective Coatings. Davies, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great, Ben. I sure do appreciate the opportunity to uh, talk to you uh, in this format and to uh, the readers of NP. Yes, absolutely. We're thrilled to have you. And we've talked to you before on our Codings Pro interview series because you all do deal with coatings, obviously, but you also have some novel technologies within those coatings that I think are interesting to our MP audience, which focuses a bit more on, again, the technical side of the business and the properties that manufacturers such as Enduron are able to put into their products to help with the fight against corrosion. We'll get into that over the coming 20 or 30 minutes, but I think a good place to start for anyone who doesn't know you or your company, or perhaps knows a little bit, but not that much, just give us a brief overview of your career and then tell us something about the company history of Enduron as well. Okay. Um, Enduron is a 75-year-old privately held industrial paint manufacturer that my grandfather and a business partner started here in Birmingham, Alabama, 1947. Uh, Birmingham is an old steel city where there's steel, there is corrosion. They started this company, um, they, they had experience in other uh, manufacturing, but started this company with the sole purpose of mitigating corrosion in the steel business. Way back when it, it, it started as industrial paint manufacturing company. That was in the days before marketing firms. So do what you say, say what you do. Like, like a lot of 75 year old organizations, we've adjusted with the times. Mm -hmm. We sold a lot of architectural paints. Uh, but since 1995, we have focused all of our efforts on corrosion mitigation for infrastructure. And the way that a small privately held company competes with much larger publicly traded companies is to focus on a few certain niches. And that's, that's exactly what we do. We, we fight corrosion in the ductile iron pipe business, uh, particularly sewer lines, which is, as you know, uber, uber corrosive. Right. Um, we have products specifically designed for water and wastewater, potable water storage tanks, uh, the treatment plants, protecting both steel and concrete. And we manufacture products to mitigate corrosion on aged lattice leg power transmission structures. So the monopoles and the structures that hold up large power lines. All three of those niches, um, we we compete because we have certain market knowledge and certain technology that we think extends the useful life of those infrastructure items. I uh, and I'm I'm hope I'm not going on too long. I just celebrated my personal 25th anniversary with. Oh, that's awesome! Congratulations. Um, so, um, well, right, Adam. 25 years and one month. So um, I've been with the company since about five years after I got out of college. 
have been in outside sales, have been in customer service, have been our operations manager, um, and now I am president of the company, but because of my personality and the team that I've built, I'm much more in a customer facing role. Mm -hmm. um, that's the part of the business that I enjoy more. And um, it also helps our organization kind of keep our ears and eyes open with what's coming down the path in the future. So I've, I've tried to um, develop a team and a product line that is very user friendly, mm -hmm. i.e. customer friendly. So that's, that's where I spend my time. Yeah, and I want to get into what you're hearing from those customers, because I know that's a big part of your story, as you were just explaining. But before we get into some of the things you're hearing from the field, I want to give you a chance to sort of explain your niche in terms of products and technologies, because I think a lot of people look at protective coatings. And of course, there's your traditional epoxies, there's your traditional urethanes, there's certain higher end options, there's all sorts of really formulations that are out there that can potentially help in the fight against corrosion. So explain what's unique about what you all try to develop. And you mentioned in your last answer the importance of being user friendly to the applicator. What is it that Enduron puts together from a technical perspective with these coatings that has you all really excited about what you take to the marketplace? So really, uh, Ben, if you boil it down to who we are and what value we bring to the marketplace is ceramic epoxy technology and customer service. That's that's 100% of what we focus on. Now, we have a full line of industrial products that protect everything in a treatment plant from steel doors to concrete floors to uh, drywall or concrete block walls, but our real niche or our real focus is ceramic epoxy technology. And this is a, a, a way that we make 2K epoxy coatings. And it is different than most everybody we compete with in the markets we serve, um, but it is simple in nature. When I say ceramic epoxy, what I'm talking about is the pigment portion of the ceramic coatings that we manufacture. Um, and pigment is one of the three main raw materials in all coatings products. You have a resin, you have a uh, solvent, and you have pigment. Um, and when I talk about ceramic epoxy, I'm not talking about something that is baked on or put in a kiln like uh, uh, a China coffee cup. I'm talking about ceramic spheres that we add as part of our pigment package that provides a lot of beneficial factors for asset owners and contractors alike. That's that's really the technology that we bring as a differentiator and why we feel people should work with Enduron coatings on on in the niches that we serve. Mm -hmm. 
And as a quick follow up to that, I know the ceramic technology can tend to give you higher film builds, which those are very important against corrosion. Ballpark, how thick are we talking with these? Um, different. Uh, we, have, we have a whole family of ceramic epoxies. Um, yeah. The thickest goes on uh, up to 50 mils per coat. Um, two coats NSF uh, approved for potable water immersion at 100 mils DFT. Mm -hmm. So um, you do have thicker films, but we have a whole family of products, some that are conventionally applied, meaning without plural component, um, heat added. Those, those apply on at seven to nine mils DFT per coat. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and, and we have a lot of products in, in between those two extremes. So it, it's, it's funny when I got in the coatings business uh, 25 years ago, thick film epoxies were four to six mils. Um, yeah. <laughs> and now we're doing stuff, <laughs> you know, 10 times that thick. Right. Um, but it works. But it works. But it works. But there, you mentioned the film build is a big part of the ceramic technology, um, but that's only part of the advantages. Mm -hmm. um, that's particularly good on angles and edges uh, within rake arms or roof structure in a potable water storage tank. But there are also other benefits uh, like low permeability, lower weight per gallon, which really helps the flow mm -hmm. characteristics when you're spraying and rolling this stuff out, especially on a elevated water tank where the pump's down on the ground and the, the interior bowl of that tank is 120 feet off the yep. ground. Um, Absolutely. Uh, so there's, uh, there are a lot of advantages. Um, one of them that is really, really cool is that with our ceramic technology, the adhesion of our products is greater than the cohesion. Hmm. And that's somewhat technical and getting down into paint nerd land. <laughs> but, but the paint sticks to steel or concrete better than it sticks to itself. Hmm. So if there is a holiday or a, a score or a scratch on a surface, and a corrosion cell forms. That corrosion cell is going to take the path of least resistance as it grows. And with our ceramic epoxies, it pushes through the paint up to the surface and almost caps itself mm -hmm. so that uh, so that it is a uh, fairly easy, isolated fix. With, with traditional coatings, that path of least resistance is along the surface. So the term undercutting was developed um, and you can have a very, very large pro problem and not know it. So um, that the adhesion cohesion resistance is something we learned about in the ductile iron, mm -hmm. um, the, the ductile iron pipe business. Yes. Um, and it is a very, it, it, it's a very real advantage 
but like I said, it's one of many. Sure. Let's talk about those customers because you've got clients, you mentioned lining for sewer pipes, you do potable water tanks, you do water and wastewater treatment plants, power transmission towers. Are there any common themes when you talk to your, I suppose, clients, customers, however we want to look at this, when you ask them about their needs in the field, what their challenges are. You mentioned holidays, for example. I'm sure that's something that comes up. But just in general, when they tell you about what they're seeing out at these plants and these infrastructure assets, what are some of their pain points and what are they looking from you all as a, what are they looking for from you all as a manufacturer? Well, and it's funny, um, this problem has only been exacerbated in the last year to what every contractor that I talk to in every market that we serve um, has challenges with getting quality people to work for them, to, to work on their jobs. Painting is hard, physical, manual labor. Yep. Um, a lot of our customers are doing remote work, so they're not working in a shop. Right. Uh, so the guys not only have to do this hard physical work, they have to live out of hotels, um, <laughs> usually not their own beds. So um, that's, the, that's the number one challenge that I've heard for a long time. And obviously uh, the last couple of years um, has, has made that significantly more challenging. There's not much I can do for that except uh, uh, sort of join them in misery. We're, we're, we're having a hard time hiring people to make coatings. Right. Um, so misery loves company. Uh, but really what we can help, the, the main problem that most of our customers come to us with is challenges as, as new products become more and more technically complicated, meaning, meaning they require plural component heated application equipment that is very expensive and hard to work with on the job site. The endearing challenge is getting something from a five gallon bucket or <laughs> in my world, the best part, a 55 gallon drum uh, onto the, the asset or structure that we're trying to protect. Mm -hmm. um, so it comes down to user-friendly properties and the ability to spray out and hang mills or roll out a surface and have a product lay down and look good and flow back into itself with the proper amount of wetting so that you have a uniform film across that substrate. That's really, that's really the magic behind our technology um, with most of our coatings we protect by a barrier method so that there's a protective film between the substrate and the corrosive atmosphere um, if that is a smooth uniform film it it that's that's how it works as design we design products to provide many many years of corrosion resistance but if those products are not able to be applied as designed meaning they're not user friendly then what have we done you know right. it, it it's like having a race car out in your driveway 
but if, if you don't put motor oil in it or pump up the tires, can't go anywhere. And to peel back the curtain a little bit on this interview, we're recording this a couple of days before Thanksgiving. And when you mentioned the workforce issues, I thought of the fact we rescheduled this a little bit because you guys are having a staff event. And the reason it made me think of that, with all these workforce challenges going on, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it feels like really staff retention is so critical because of course you need more workers and it's tough to find that given the issues. And we've had podcast episodes about some of the strategies that you can go into potentially as an industry to try and bring in more people. I'm not going to ask you about that because quite frankly, that's a challenge that's years and perhaps decades in the in the making. You can talk for hours about that alone. But what right. I do think is an important sort of interim step for companies such as Enduron and really people throughout the industry is that you've really got to keep the staff that you have in place. So satisfying those guys, certainly financially, socially, making them feel rewarded. To me, it feels like that's even more important in this in environment because you know it's hard enough because you need to add new people and it's tough to find new people. So if you're trying to replace people to do what's, you know, the internal work that you've had going for years, then that's where it gets really, really difficult. So for you guys, you know, I'm thinking about this event you've got going on today just before Thanksgiving to recognize your staff. Is that more important in this current environment to make sure that your staff feels fulfilled and recognized? It, it, it certainly is. And, and, um, it's funny, the event that I'm about to go to is a, a pizza party, which is plenty to throw 48 hours before Turkey Day. Right. Um, but this is this is a reward for an ISO certification, ISO 9001 quality mm -hmm. standard that we have recently achieved. And so it's a way for me to uh, literally and figuratively pat the people on the back yep. that made this all possible. And I, I think that is very, very important. It, there's there's stuff that we as uh, an organization try to do to improve morale. But one of the things that I personally have experienced at, that is the best morale improvement is to reward someone for a genuine job well done yep. and that 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 can be something as large as iso certification which i'm super proud of our team for but it can be uh it can also be the small day-to-day -day, and it doesn't have to be a physical gift it can be a simple thank you a lot of times those words go a really long way um but uh, you, you said something about retention and it is about a hundred times better to retain staff than have to go out and hire, right. recruit, train new ones. And in Duron, um, I'm super proud of the team that I've put together over the last 25 years, but our corporate culture is something that has been developed over three generations that it, it is truly outstanding. We have very low turnover. Um, and I like to think that I do a good job, uh, but I think my predecessors, my dad and my grandfather have done a really good job too. So that, 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 that retention um, aspect is really part of the Enduron culture that I'm 
quite proud of. Yeah, you should be. I mean, you guys have so many cool things going on these days, and we'll get into this as we wind down our podcast over the coming minutes. I also want to talk about your relationships with well, we talked about clients earlier, but also the contractors, which you mentioned a few times, because really you can develop all the technologies in the world as a coatings manufacturer, but at the end of the day, it's only as good as the knowledge of the applicator, the knowledge and expertise of the applicator that's putting them on and actually installing them out in the field on these types of infrastructure assets that you mentioned earlier. What are the ways that you all make yourselves available to, you know, these contractors and users? What types of training opportunities are available to make sure that the people installing your products are comfortable and ready to, I suppose, execute at the level needed to uh, give them the properties that um, that you all are working on in the lab? Well, that's a there, there's a lot of layers to that. Ben, first is we have to have knowledgeable sales guys representing our products out in the field that know more about our products than our customers do so they can bring value when they meet with them or have the inevitable questions. In addition to that, our salesmen also need to know a lot about the niche markets that we're selling into not just the paint part of it but the inner workings of a water tank the inner workings of a treatment plant how power utilities um, pay for or finance capital projects um, and we spend a lot of time money and energy hiring and training really good sales guys. That's just the front line. We have to also have tech services, and we have been very fortunate to hire a great tech services director who, uh, who has lots of experience, not only developing products, but working with customers in the field. So we have to have that level of support for the sales guys and it goes back another layer to that, to our what I call our technical department. That's our R&D laboratory. Mm -hmm. We have to develop products with long-term performance in mind, but also user-friendly properties. And so it's sort of three levels um, of defense. You know, you, you want a moat, you want a wall, and you want some archers up on that wall. Um, even more than that, I think industry involvement is very important. Mm -hmm. I am a big believer in continuing education and networking. And I put myself out there. I was talking earlier about being customer facing. I like to go to different industry events, whether that's the upcoming AMP conference whether that's WevTech or AWWA, Steel Plate Fabricators Association, anywhere you can get out and meet other influential people in the industry. And that's contractors, that's engineers, that's even my competitors from other coatings manufacturers, but it's equipment companies, it's abrasive companies. 
Um, it's, it's the whole industry and the larger picture or whole world aspect that we bring, the more value we can have for every customer that we deal with. Um, and that's something I, I, I believe pretty strongly in, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I try to lead that from the front. Let's talk short term because we're going, we're approaching the end of 2022 and the start of 2023. So I want to ask you about day to day life. You already touched on this a little bit with regards to some of the workforce challenges, which unfortunately I don't think are unique to Enderon. That's true across the industry, as you were saying. That's really, really a broad issue that we're going to need to address. There's also some other things going on right now, certainly uh, supply chain, inflation, those issues that we've seen perhaps a bit better in 2022 than 2021, but certainly not back to 2020 levels by any stretch. I know those are still an impact. You've also got some niche market circumstances. For example, uh, when you get to 2023, you're going to have the implementation of NSF 600 that's coming up. So in terms of both this year that's wrapping up and 2023, the year that's coming, what are some of the the business factors, for better or for worse, that you're thinking about as president of Enduron Protective Coatings? So, so uh, that's a big question and could be a whole topic, but right. um, inflation, I think, is continuing. I think it has subsided a bit, but by subsiding, that is almost a math question meaning mm-hmm. it's not going up as fast as it has been, but it's sort of like the magic of compounding when you invest. Right. It's still going up off of crazy high numbers. So inflation, as a nation, we've been talking about it at 8%. I guarantee in our business, we are three to four times that in terms of cost increases. It's mm-hmm. it, it, It's unfathomable, um, unprecedented, but I think that is slowing down supply chain issues, which are directly related but different, have gotten better, meaning for a year and a half, we were waiting on a particular critical raw material. And by particular critical raw material, I mean a material that we needed to make paint that we could sell. And that rotated around all of our product lines. Very, very stressful. That is getting significantly better here in the last three months. What's going to happen next year? uh, I foresee that continuing to improve, but I'm still a little nervous about it. Mm -hmm. Um, But there are other changes coming. um, And one of them, you mentioned NSF 600, big for the water industry. A change that we have known is coming for about two years. Recently, the date of January 1, 2023, has gotten pushed back about six months. Ooh, okay, um, I didn't realize that. That, 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 is, that is very new within the last few weeks. It's a little surprising to me because NSF 600 is a, uh, it, it's a tightening of the standard for potential leachables into the water from caused by certain solvents used in some products. About 10 years ago, Enduron made the decision to formulate 
all of our NSF-approved potable water immersion products without the hazardous air pollutant chemicals that have been eliminated. So the, the NSF 600, where it might be upheaval for the industry, is not upheaval at all for us here at Enduron. We're selling the exact same potable water lining products that we have been for about a decade. And uh, it, it's funny, uh, people ask, well, why, why did you make that decision 10 years ago? Did you know that this was coming? No, I, I can't even pretend that. But we made the decision 10 years ago because it was the right thing to do for our customers' customer who are people like you and me that like to drink water or coffee or lemonade or shower out of a tap. So, uh, so NSF 600, it's funny, it is not something that makes us nervous at all. Um, in fact, I'm, I, I wish the regulation uh, with the changes would go into place sooner rather than later, because like I said, I, I think it's the right thing. So let's be optimistic as far as the years beyond 2023. I know to accomplish some of your ambitions, you need to address some of these workforce challenges that we've hit on a few times. But let's be optimistic. Let's say that you know we are able to do that. We're able to bring more people into the industry. What are some of the things you're hoping to accomplish with Enduron? And this will be my last question, but I'm making it you know an optimistic note to end on. What are the things you're hoping to do and lead this company to as its president over the next five, 10 years? What are some of the areas that you're looking to get into or perhaps enhance upon what you're already doing? It's funny, Ben, and that's a good question to end on because I am an eternal optimist. I think a, a, a business owner uh, almost by necessity has to be. Um, I, I, think, I think the world is going to be a better place. I think one of the reasons I like getting up and coming to work, I'll say most days, because um, <laughs> some days it stinks, you know, <laughs> I've got to be honest, um, <clears throat> is because of the growth opportunity that we have here at Enduron in the markets that we're already servicing. I think, uh, and I've said this, we, we, we have had some success over the last decade with international sales. And I, I often say people in different parts of the world want exactly what we have here in the United States. Um, and that's not any kind of arrogant statement. That's like they want electricity that they can turn on and off reliably. They want flushing toilets that go to somewhere besides uh, the middle of the road or out into the nearest river. They want reliable, safe drinking water. And those are things that I, I think we take, present company included, totally take for granted. And I don't think even we here in the United States can continue to take those for granted. We are going to have to invest in the infrastructure to maintain uh, our existing situation with wastewater, with potable water, with power transmission. And Enduron is well suited to grow 
within all of those markets. And that, that's, that's, that's really what makes my job fun is the ability to build a team and grow a team to mm -hmm. succeed in those markets. I think that's a good place to end. I think, you know, people need some positivity, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that, I will let you enjoy your staff event. Davies, thank you so much for the time. For anybody that wants to learn more about Enduron or hear from you guys, how can they do that? What resources do you all have available? Uh, visit us on our website, www.enduron.com. Uh, that's the best. We, we are active on LinkedIn. We have a Facebook and uh, a Twitter page. Um, please connect with us on those social media uh, or contact one of our representatives at, if anybody wants to contact me. I, I, I love to talk to people uh, about paint, corrosion protection, and all kinds of stuff. Sounds good. Hopefully people will take you up on that because I can definitely attach you're a good resource to people beyond Enderon to the industry at large. So yeah, if anybody listening's on the fence, yeah, Davies is someone that I think can definitely be an asset to you all and is willing to help out other people beyond his own company. Davies, thank you so much for the time. He is Davies Hood, again, president of Enderon Protective Coatings. As for me, I'm Ben Dubose, news editor with AMP Publications. If you want more resources from us, you can go to amp.org, ampp.org, or visit the website for Materials Performance Magazine at simplymaterialsperformance.com. Again, thanks as always to you all for listening, and please come back soon for another new AMP podcast.